Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. I would like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word Rightly Divided. We'll be continuing our studies here in the book of 1 Thessalonians. We are here in chapter number 4, and we've been looking at verse number 16, which says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now we've been looking at this event known as the catching out of the saints or commonly referred to as the rapture seeing how the apostle Paul's describing this event for the members of the body of Christ and in verse 16 there's a number of these items that is describing that the Lord Jesus Christ is returning with when he appears in the air and we've made it down to the last section of this verse which says, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So there's a qualification that the Apostle Paul is putting on related to this issue of who it is that's actually going to rise first. And he says that it's the dead in Christ. Now, he's talking here about the issue of there being a physical death that's being described. And I'm saying this because there's a verse, if we go over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, that identifies something that would start to cause confusion for individuals when Paul says here in verse number 22, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. And saying, well, see, we're alive in Christ. And here Paul is saying in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4 that he's talking about those who are dead in Christ. Now, 1 Thessalonians talking about the physical death that individuals are going to experience and that's why you know the bible talks about is appointed unto men once to die so those who are physically dead in christ are going to rise first in first corinthians chapter number 15 this is talking about when you read the previous verses before then, we're now we'll read verses 20 and 21, which says, now, But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. That Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, issues of the resurrection and how that those in Christ shall all be made alive. So 
Paul's talking about things that are not, you know, here of, okay, individuals are going to have a physical death, but in Christ, all are going to be made alive, participating in the resurrection that's being spoken of. And we know that as Paul's writing and we're talking about this event, the catching out of the saints, that the individuals that are actually being spoken of in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 are those who have put their trust. As long as we're here, let's look up to verse number 1 of this chapter and look at the gospel that provides salvation today. Where he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Now here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 in the first four verses is the only gospel that can provide salvation to an individual today. There is nothing else which can save someone. And when someone puts their trust in what we just read and they have salvation, they're also going to be sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which we read over in Ephesians chapter number one, to have that guarantee of being part of this event that we know as the catching out of the saints. And there's an identity that we have, that it's not based on our performance, it's not based on any good that we can do, because our goodness, our righteousness could never be accepted in the eyes of God. That's why you read in 2 Corinthians chapter number 5 and verse number 21, which says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That we are made his righteousness. And by the fact that we're made his righteousness, that's why we can be seen as being accepted. That's why we can be part of this event that the Apostle Paul is describing here. And as Paul is talking about it, he's identifying the fact that the first ones who are going to be part of it are going to be those who are dead. And we see here in 2 Corinthians in chapter 5, let's just look back a few more verses here. We'll look at verse number 8 of 2 Corinthians chapter number 5. It says, We are confident, I say, and willing to, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, there is a meaning behind this 
that sometimes individuals kind of struggle with that idea of what it is that the Apostle Paul is actually saying there. That once somebody is absent from the body, that it says, willing rather to be absent from the body, that's talking about their death, that the next thing is to be present with the Lord. And when he's saying to be present with the Lord, that means that they're part of this event that we are actually speaking of here. That in a manner of sense from our perspective of things, that we would look at is that they've jumped forward in time to be part of that event. That there's not a gap where, like for example, the Apostle Paul died. Now he's kind of waiting for almost these 2,000 years that have transpired for the rapture to have taken place. That he is already at that event. And this can seem to be really confusing to individuals because when they hear this, they start making leaps of logic related to what somebody is saying and start saying, well, by the fact that you're saying this, you're teaching the idea of soul sleep with this. And that idea of soul sleep is that an individual who has, you know, died that their soul, their inner man, you know, goes to sleep for a period of time between death and the catching out of the saints. And that's not what is actually being said. It's a step outside of the issue of time from the perspective of how it is that we see things. You know, time is a concept that really is hard for us to really be able to understand because, you know, when you look at it from God's perspective, that God before the foundation of the world was able to see and know exactly what was going to go on and because of that fact was able to lay out the plan related to the reconciliation of the heaven and the earth all the way from before creation. Now, that can only happen by a different concept of time that's outside of what we think. We just look at it as, okay, I can see things today. I know what happened in the past and I can guess at what happens in the future and that I'm waiting for these things to occur to know exactly what's going to happen. God knows exactly what was going to happen all the way back before the foundation of the world based on 
a different way of time being looked at. And that's what happens when we die. And it says to be present with the Lord. Now, when people try to put it, just leave it in that time and say, well, that they're waiting, the problem becomes there's not a single verse that would actually say what is happening with the individual while they are waiting. And then they have to start either guessing at things or just talking about the traditions of men that people have come up with to try to say that these are the various things that are going to happen. That's where you end up with some of these concepts of, you know, things like purgatory of that where, you know, someone's waiting to be able to get into heaven. Those things of where the scriptures don't say, it says to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And that's why if we go back to our text in First Thessalonians chapter number 4 here, and we see that Paul is speaking of this event and saying about the fact that, you know, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And identifying that those who are the dead in Christ, they're part of this first and they're then having that glorified body that they receive first. And then we see verse number 17 of First Thessalonians chapter number 4 says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So, the dead in Christ who have rised first. And then it says, then we which are alive. So he's speaking about this issue of that those who are alive at the time of this event are going to rise up after the the dead in Christ who have risen first, then it's going to be the we who are alive. Now, we have no idea exactly when this event is going to happen. We know from the scriptures that there's certain things which are going to happen as we get closer to the last days of this dispensation. If we turn over to 2 Timothy chapter number 3, you see Paul is, he's writing the final epistle that he writes unto Timothy, starts to describe these things of what's going to happen when he says in verse 1, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And 
when he's talking there about the last days, he's talking about the last days of this dispensation. Then he's going to start listing out some of these things that are actually being described here of what's going to come. When he says, verse 2, For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. Now, as we read that list, you know, the immediate thing that leaps out at an individual as they're reading, they go, well, that's today. And they start looking at how, you know, this describes what the world looks like today. And every generation has been able to look at the world that they're living in and think that this describes what is going on. And the reality of things is that as people look at the world system, that things have gotten worse and worse, even though individuals go, there's no way that things could get any worse than they are today. And then time goes on and things have progressed to where they are worse and worse. And that people can look back and go, it wasn't that bad 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago or whatever time frame that somebody is putting on things where they thought that this was describing their time. The Apostle Paul is not describing the world system here in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And the reason why he's not describing the world system is the fact that all of these things have always been true of the things of this world. Because the things of this world are opposed to God. And the description that's laid out here is describing things that are going contrary to God. It would not be perilous times because that's always what it's been. The issue of it becoming perilous times, when Paul's talking about in the last days perilous times shall come, is the fact that it's not the world system that's going to be looking like this. It's going to be 
the local assembly, the body of Christ, that's going to be taking on these characteristics to the point of where there's not going to be able to be a differentiation between what's going on in the world and what's going on in the body of Christ. That's where it's going to become perilous times. You see how Paul, as he continues on in this chapter, warning Timothy, he says in verse 10, But thou hast known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. And he's describing the ministry that he had in the book of Acts that Timothy was with him at times that knew of these events. And then he says in verse 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, verse 11 has helped to define what that persecution is when he's talking about Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. And he says, what persecutions I endured. So, if you go back into the book of Acts and you see what's going on with the Apostle Paul at these cities, you understand what these persecutions actually are. You know, the unfortunate thing is that man today, especially in the United States, because we currently have the freedom to be able to worship and assemble together and don't have to worry about things, that we've defined that persecution in a manner to which the word of God would not say. And we look as well, you know, somebody called me a bad name because I tried to share the gospel with them. So I suffered persecution today. The apostle Paul was beaten. He was, you know, in one of these cities, he was actually stoned to, to where they thought he was dead. They dragged his body out of the city, threw him out of the gate, walked away thinking that he was dead. You know, that's not just having their name, you know, some sort of name being called to them. This is actually physical harm that's coming. And Paul says that all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That as it gets closer to these last days, that it's going to be a thing of where that persecution is going to be coming. And those are the things that started driving the individuals when you get into chapter 4 and you start seeing about how you know Demas hath forsaken me having loved this present world is departed unto Thessalonica Crushens to Galatian Titus unto Dalmatia that these individuals loved this present world did not want to be part of that persecution that was going on and they departed from the truth, stopped teaching the things of 
what is given to us today, so that way they would not have to face that persecution. Paul gives us, in chapter 4, what we need to do to make sure we are not facing that thing of where we're going to end up like what he's saying in chapter 3. And the very first thing that he says in there is to preach the word. We need to be focused on what it is that the word of God rightly divided says for us today. And if we're staying true to that doctrine, we're not going to end up like what the Apostle Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Now next week we'll continue on with some of these things here in verse number 17 talking about those which are alive being caught up. And as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org and on our website we have a number of study articles. We have some audio files of some previous messages. We have some charts to help you in your study of God's Word. And we always we you know, record our broadcasts you know, on Sunday and Wednesday nights live on Facebook. They're there for you to come back at some future time to watch them. If you happen to be in the Buffalo area on Sunday mornings, we'd love to have you join us at 83 Anderson Road in Cheektowaga, New York to study the Word of God with us. And as always, if you have any questions or comments about anything in our broadcast, anything in our website, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And until next time, keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.